with us. This is Jackson. You might have heard his name dropped a couple episodes ago because we had his girlfriend on very recently. Um, but he's another one of the drum majors. We spent a lot of time together this year um, out of obligation and sometimes not out of obligation. <laughs> Mostly obligation. He'd like to clarify. No, hey. <laughs> but here is Jackson. And yeah, it's going to be a chill episode. Yes. Very excited. Vonska, you want to talk about your travails just getting here? Yeah, so we'll talk about some background before we hit record. So I was over at my friend's house and her apartment, and there's a bus that runs from Barrett to Lot 59 that I take every day, except for the days it bails on me. And today was one of those days. And so I sat on the bench. I had like two minutes. So I sat for two minutes. I saw it coming down the road. I stood up. I waved it down because it's late and no one takes this bus this late. And so I was like, I'll help the bus driver out a little bit. And I'm waving at the bus driver. Nope, this goes straight by me. No brakes, no nothing. And so then I start running after the bus, trying to chase it down because there was a stop sign like right there. So I'm thinking I'll catch it at the stop sign. No, that didn't work either. And so then I looked like a fool and then I had to make a 15 minute walk. But like Acacia said, I was only 10 minutes late. So I did a fast Mm -hmm. walk. No, truly not bad at all. I'm like the one time I ever had to flag down a bus. I think I'm trying to think if there's like another situation where I was trying to flag down a bus besides like this summer. And it was the one time and he like stopped further down the road. So I was able to run and hop on luckily. Yeah, you got lucky. I just don't have good stories with this bus. Yeah. You have I, well, I don't I don't have any bus stories. I have a light rail story, which this was kind of my own fault. Like when I first moved here, I really didn't understand like how the light rail worked. Because like being from like the only time I'd ever ridden anything similar was like the DC Metro growing up. How close are and you to DC? What? How close are you to DC? Uh, like hour and a half, buck and change, somewhere in there. Oh, really? I didn't know it was that yeah. close. A buck um, and change. That's yeah, interesting. That's, but so anyway, so... I'm on the light rail and I like was trying to go to the airport and I, this was like the day before a flight and it was a good thing I did this cause I had no idea what the hell to do. And I, I wound up getting on the, the tram going the wrong direction oh, no. and didn't realize this until I was like way gone. I'd been on here for like 45 minutes. I was like, <laughs> man, this isn't very efficient. Like I don't think we're getting any closer to the airport. Damn. And then it occurred to me that I was on the, like, I guess Westbound train. Yeah. Jackson's been to a bunch of national parks. I have been to some national parks. I believe that. With some favorites. Some some favorites. Um, I mean, my favorite is probably Shenandoah, which is, like, right in, like, um, kind of, like, the. It, I think it runs through, like, Virginia, Carolina. Um, but that's, like, right in my neck of the woods. But that one, just because that's one I spent a lot of time in and around growing up. So that's probably my favorite. Um, it's not, like super fancy or anything and then i mean the grand canyon because like how can you not love the grand canyon that's like super cool um saw saguaro in a desert bloom which was really nice um, oh nice i don't even think i've ever technically been to saguaro because it's not even in arizona right or like no, it's, it's in two it's like basically tucson okay it's in ba- okay tucson so i guess i've like driven past it i haven't like stopped though it's kind of in tucson the same way that like joshua trees in southern california but when you say southern california people think like la and like san diego and santa barbara yeah and it's like nowhere close to there like it's i i would say that 
Saguaro is probably like you're like a 20 minute drive down the beaten path before you're like in it. Oh, okay. Have you been to Dunes in New Mexico? I have not. The White Sands? Yeah, White Sands. I just Park. went there over summer and it was hot, but really pretty. It felt did like you go? Down. I forgot to ask you, or maybe I did ask you at the time of Wantigan. Did you sled down the dunes? We wanted to, but we didn't take a sled with us. And so we went to the gift shop and the sleds were crazy expensive. Yeah, of as course. They always are. And so we took our the screen shades in the car and we tried sledding down on that and oh it like half God. worked. And then we took a plastic bag that we had in the car and tried sledding down that, and that like worked a little. A less. plastic bag, like a Walmart bag. Yeah, just oh like any gosh. plastic bag. We just needed something without friction, you know. I don't. Okay. <laughs> kind of worked. That's so an we idea. Got half the experience, but I got some <clears> pictures, and like I said, it looked like a different planet almost. It's crazy. Yeah. I think my favorite I've been to was either Yosemite or Yellowstone. Like I love yeah. both. I yes, love both. I've yeah. not been to either one of those, and I think the biggest Yellowstone. You have a, an excuse to to go. That's by someone very very important. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Yellow, or Yosemite is also nice. We did that as a road trip, so it's not too far from here. If you ever want to do Yosemite, not too far. It's a twelve hour. Oh, it's that close. Just kidding. Twelve. I was hours. like, there's no way it's six hours. It's like all the way up there. <laughs> it's NorCal. <laughs> No, that's the longest road trip I've ever done. Oh, no, not even close. I went to Seattle in an RV. That's a choice. That was, that's a choice. That was for KSI. It was one of those things that like somebody had like mentioned it casually and then it just kind of took off from there. And I thought, you know, like, oh, I thought it would be cheaper than an airplane ticket. And by the time it was all said and done and it really wasn't, oh, um, it, it wound up being about the same price and I had to be on an RV going through like I had to drive the RV part of the way which like wasn't that big a deal but I yeah no I didn't hear about this what was this for this was for, for KSI um when we went to Western District Convention we rented an RV see I um, saw nothing about you guys going to convention this was not on the social media at yeah, all it was <laughs> it was on the it? social media but only part of the chapter went not every yeah not only part of well, the no I figured it wouldn't be the whole chapter okay I maybe I just totally missed I was not on Instagram this summer so that was like late last semester like late the end of the semester hmm interesting yeah i mean it was it was a fun trip um but if i have to do a wdc trip again i I won't be i won't be in an rv (laughs) how long did it take too damn long how long i don't even know the the biggest problem with it was that well we went out of our way to pick up somebody who was like stranded which was like that was fine because i was like oh like the like morally correct thing to do (laughs) Um, but well, the, the problem with it though, was that we had already started on like, like the, like East route or we had already started on the West route. And then to pick that person up, had to like, go like a couple hours out of our way East, which added like eight hours to the trip up or like vice versa or something like that. Um, and then. Why were you the only one that could drive? No, no, I wasn't the only one that could drive. I drove for like a very small portion of the trip. Eric did oh, like 99% okay. of the driving, which is oh, okay. unfortunate. For Eric him. is something but else. Eric's a, such a nice yeah, guy. He's a phenomenal. Um, but it just like, for me, I just got like stir crazy being in the, and like, I couldn't sleep at all in the RV. Like I can't sleep in a moving vehicle. And so like, that's I, unfortunate. Yeah. It was just not fun. That's the opposite of me. It'll take me two minutes in any car. I'm out. 
sometimes when I'm driving too. That's not very good. So we've gone backwards order. We did stories before any general information. So Jackson, give us give us a little rundown. West Virginia, your major, um, all the things, instrument. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm from West Virginia, um, the Eastern Panhandle in Char- uh, Charlestown in the Eastern Panhandle, about hour and a half, two hours from like DC and Baltimore. Um, yeah, I moved here for school, obviously. Um, I live in, live in the Tempe area. I'm a music learning and teaching major. Um, I play the saxophone. Um, I Why think- ASU? They covered my tuition. Mm-hmm. National Merit Scholar, baby. Oh, look at you, Mr. Fancy. Yeah, National Merit, you get pick of the country, wherever you want to go. It's eh, not, yeah, as- not, not, as, not as helpful as you think it is. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was like, there were a couple other schools that had like comparable offers, but ASU seemed like it would be a better fit. So that's where I wound up here. He originally uh, didn't even apply for music though. You no, to yeah. I, I started out in computer science and then after like, like literally two months, I was like, I hate this. Um, which I mean, I was doing fine. Like I kept my GPA up and everything, but I just didn't, that wasn't what I really wanted to do in the first place. Um, and then, so I like started switching into like music and stuff. So it wasn't what you really wanted to do in the first place. Why'd you start in it? Um, well, cause I was kind of like, so I was, were you trying to be practical? I guess. Yeah. And I, well, like, cause I had done really well in like school and stuff all through like, you know, middle and high school. And I like did really well on my standardized tests and stuff. So I was kind of like fed this notion that like, Oh, well, like, because you like, can answer a bunch of questions, right? Like you have to do something with like math and science. Cause like, you know, like you get paid well. And like, I was like, okay, like that makes sense. Like I, you know, I, I got, you know, five on Calc BC exam. I was good at math. I, you know, whatever, cool. Um, and so it was kind of force fed to me by like my parents and my like counselors that because I was like good at those handful of things that I had to do like something STEM related and so I had taken a computer science class in high school that I like, I fa- I thought was fine. Like I, like I kind of enjoyed it and I was like, oh, well, you know, like maybe in a, in a higher level, I would enjoy it more. <laughs> that's, that's interesting logic. <laughs> well, I, I knew that like. It was a good introduction. It wasn't like you yeah. turned away from it. Or no, anything. it wasn't. Yeah, like the the class was fine, but I was just, I just remember being bored in the class, but I remember I like picked it up very quickly and I was like, like it was easy for me so, so it's very oh, like you thought it would be an easy four years if not enjoyable well not necessarily that but I thought like oh like whatever it is that like the like the system of learning that like goes into that like I like it handled well I guess I don't know so I thought like oh well like you know I in I was good at this so hopefully I'll continue to be good at this yeah um, I think CS is one of the most dropped majors Cause it's, yeah. And a lot of people get into it cause they're like, Oh, there's only video games. And you're like, you realize that like 90% of your life is like committing war crimes. And you decide to do that. also like the math is insane. So I actually, the math was my favorite part. If I could have just taken calculus, um, I would have stuck with it. Really? Most yeah. people drop because of the math. No, the math was easy. It was, I was just like, I just remember being like bored to tears in lectures and like, they'd be like, and here's what you're going to do. Like once you graduate and like are out in the professional field. And I was like, that sounds awful. <laughs> so I didn't do Fair that. Enough. I mean, at least ASU, like, I feel like we have good everything. Like I, we have obviously like 
Ira is like really good. Engineering is really good. That's like what we're known for. But like all the colleges are like very solid. Mm -hmm. So like anything you moved to was going to be good. Oh no, the um, I mean the the music program here is is phenomenal. Exactly. Um, the sax so studio in particular great. is crazy. Craveson does a great job with like a lot of our like quartets and soloists like score great at competitions. Like um the Flora Quartet we had a couple years ago won a bunch of stuff and like was a finalist for a bunch of like super big competitions. Um one of our grad students right now, Calvin is off at like some huge competition in New York that he's like a finalist for. Cause, and I mean, a lot of it is just like, you know, not only is, is Crevison a great professor, but like the studio has a really nice culture of just being like, I mean, if you couldn't ask for a nicer group of people. That's so good. Like not like overly competitive and like, yeah, being rude. And no. And I, cause I've definitely like seen that side of music and that's like gross and it can be very off putting, but I don't think that ASU sax studio has even an ounce of that. Did you do anything really last year or like literally Marching Man and Maroon and Gold? Or did you start with Sax Studio like in the spring or something? I, I started doing some Sax Studio stuff in the spring, mainly just lessons. And then I did a big band in the spring. I played lead alto in the jazz rep band. Nice. How did you get like saxophone? Like why saxophone of all the instruments? Avanska, you can ask a question too, by the way. I'm sorry. I just oh, thought you good. know him better too. So that helps. When I was in like fifth grade, I guess, and we were starting instruments, um, I didn't really know what instrument to pick. And I remember that like my elementary school band director, Mr. Cookus, was he was a really nice guy and he was a saxophone player. And so I was like, oh, well, like if he's a saxophone player, he obviously is going to know how to teach that better than like the trumpet or like the trombone or the clarinet. So I was like, well, I'm just going to pick that because like I'll learn the most from him doing that. That's and, such a practical reason. Yeah, we've was, asked this question to everyone, and no everyone one had much more like interesting. Not it's not, not cool. yours isn't interesting, but like what's the like I don't know random it's, reasons. Yeah, well, there was like oh the flute sounds cool or the clarinet looked pretty. Like that's it. You have a very yeah. practical reason. Well, so yeah, so then I started with alto, and I I had this really like crummy like student model alto from like a flea market or like a yard sale that my parents had bought. Yeah. And I got to middle school and my middle school band director was like, wow, you're really loud. Um, and your horn <laughs> is kind of garbo. Like you should play Barry. And then I played Barry <laughs> exclusively until like my freshman year of high school. And I got to high school and my band director was like, we were setting the, we had a competition jazz ensemble and another jazz ensemble. And we were setting those and he was there was another Barry player who was um, at the time a little bit better than me. And he was a junior and he was like, Oh, he's like, well, you know, like I would love for you to participate in the like competition ensemble. He's like, but I'm not going to move so-and-so off there. You know, they have seniority and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like they're a little better. Um, he's like, but he's like, I could really use like another alto if you want to try to get back into that. So then started playing alto again. And, you know, now I probably play a pretty even split of those two. That's good. I honestly, like, it's not a big deal to go between them. Like, it's, it's like, not yeah. really, like, a whole nother instrument because it's just adjusting your embouchure and your air. Yeah, it, well, the voicings are different. And so, like, that's the, probably the hardest thing. Um, and then, like, the roles they fill within the ensemble is very, and the ensemble is very different. Yeah, but I mean, like, literally, technically, like. Oh, yeah, no, it's the same, like, fingerings and stuff. Yeah, because I did tenor for jazz, um, so I've been, I've been, yeah, I did. Yeah. In high school, actually what happened is I wanted to be in like 
the highest ensemble possible coming into high school. And so I auditioned for our top ensemble and I got in, but the caveat was that I had to be tenor because there was, there was no alto spots. And so I played tenor for win ensemble my freshman year. Um, and then I was back on alto my sophomore year, but I played tenor and jazz kind of as needed too. So I switched back and forth between high school and I had my mom's tenor. So I didn't like have to rent an instrument or anything. Um, but alto's always been my main. I got you. Do you have a preference, alto, berry, tenor? Um, definitely not tenor. I I am not a big tenor fan. Um, Honestly, you say, but like berry, even berry that I've only played a handful of times, I prefer it. Well, the t- the tough thing about tenor is like for classical stuff, it's just like it's just so miserably difficult to get a nice classical tenor sound. At least for me, it is. Um, oh, I agree completely. And then I don't know, like I like because. I don't know, like, I always, um, in high school, when we would do, like, Allstate and stuff, I always, like, um, chaired, with the exception of, like, one year, chaired better as a barrier player than it is an alto player. Obviously, there's less people. Well, yes and no, um, because there was, there was less people, but there was only, only, they only ever took one barrier. Oh, true, Um, yeah. But I made it for three years, sophomore through senior year. But, um... I don't know, like, it just, like, I thought, I always felt like I was a more competent Barry player than I was an alto player. Like, I like my sound on Barry a little more. I I think that, you know, like, I mean, alto, especially in studio, like, everybody is a phenomenal alto player in studio. Yeah. And it's, like, really kind of intimidating. But, like, not a lot of people play much Barry or want to play Barry or, you know, so it's, like, the fact that I can kind of sit there and, like, do that, what I feel at a pretty solid level, I feel a little more comfortable in that. Definitely. I was getting so frustrated with the regional and all state system of just how competitive alto was that I almost tried to switch an audition on tenor Barry. My mom asked me multiple times, she's like, why don't you switch? And I was like, well, I'm determined. Like alto's my instrument. Like I want to make it on alto. And so I kept at it and eventually I made it senior year. But um I, and then I was like gonna do sax studio and everything in lessons, but COVID happened. So I was like, okay, well, like once we're out of COVID, then like I'll do lessons and stuff. And then it was just like, I just ultimately ended up having to choose like how much yeah. of a priority is saxophone to me at this point. And like, I hate it that like I am like high school is probably the best I've, I'm ever gonna play because I just don't have the time to get back into it in like the same level of serious seriousness. And like, I love it, but it's not, it's not my life. I don't have the same passion for it as other people. And I've chosen to like nurture other passions, but like, I wish that I had the time and the motivation to like get back into it because I would love to like be a part of that. My dad was a part of the saxophone studio at ASU. And so it's like, there's that too it's like I want to be able to do because the reason I play saxophone is because of my parents so it's like I want to be wanted to be able to do all the things my dad did but like I can't and he like and the funny thing is is he like is not a musician by trade or anything like that like he very much did it as a side thing but he was just way more dedicated to it you do tell the story though that your dad took a break from saxophone and now he's back in it after how many ever decades yes that could also be you yeah, once he graduated with his bachelor's, he stopped playing saxophone, basically, and just because he was getting his doctorate, and that kept him busy, and then having three kids kept him busy, so the first time he started playing was, again, was when I started playing, so he gave me lessons. He was my lessons teacher throughout when I started in fourth grade to when I graduated high school, um, 
and then because I stopped playing he like kind of stopped playing and he was never seriously playing um, while he was giving me lessons and then there was an opportunity to join the Phoenix um, Wind Symphony it's not the Phoenix Wind Symphony what's it called it's like Temp it's not even like Tempe Wind Symphony it's like one of the main groups they play it uh the Tempe Symphony Hall yeah Tempe Center for the Arts that's where they play um but there was an opportunity for him to play in that group and he was just filling in for somebody and played in their last concert and then like fell back in love with it and so now he's doing it permanently but it makes me so happy gives me it makes me a little upset too that he practices more than I do he like is dedicated he's in there like practicing four days a week I'm like I like don't practice anymore Mm -hmm. no that's cool though that he's back in it after so long yes I have another question Avantika unless you have one I know everything about Jackson except while you were telling the story about how you chose your saxophone I was like oh my gosh that's something that I haven't heard yet yeah because I like to think that I'm pretty caught up with my Jackson lore as I like to say Mm yeah probably yeah but that saxophone one was a new one what's your question okay I'm running out this is my last one I can think of but like why drum major if you weren't drum major in high school like what was that kind of because that's first of all that's like a big confidence thing to like be like I've never been a drum major but I'm gonna try to be the drum major of like this huge band thing so like what was the thought process motivation for that well so I don't know like it was kind of just like so in high school I had kind of been interested in it um but my high school band director, I played a fall sport in high school. So they were like, oh, you know, like you can either, they were perfectly cool with like me doing like section leader or like woodwind captain and still, um, and still doing that. But they were like, you know, if you wanted to be drum major, you would probably need to not do that. I was like, oh, well, you know, that's really not a, for me at the time, it wasn't like a hard choice. I was like, you know, and it was, it was also partially too like, I think my sophomore year I was going to try out before I was like super involved in said fall sport. And they were like, Oh, um, the show we're looking at like has a Barry solo in it. So it'd be really great if you didn't audition like they, you know? And so like for like of the four marching shows we played a handful of them had like some like more technical stuff that was kind of like geared at that, I guess. Um, so I like in high school, it just, I, I don't know. Like I, I was perfectly content playing and I enjoyed that. You were um, also captain of your fall sports too, yeah, right? Yeah, I was. So um, that's the ultimatum they kind of gave you. Yeah, I, it was captain. like, it was like, you can be captain and section leader or you can be drum major. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's not really like a choice. That's like, you know, in my, that was an easy choice for me to make, I guess. Um, and then I got to college and truthfully, I wasn't really like, the only reason I, I hate, I, not, I didn't hate, but I wasn't a big marching band fan in high school, which just because like for me, that was, it was kind of like boring compared to like, um like jazz band or wind ensemble maybe so did you do sdmb to like make friends or because like the sdmb is so big that you were like oh it's gonna be different well i knew that i wanted to do music stuff in in college but like i couldn't find a lot of information on like oh auditioning for like the wind ensembles or like auditioning for jazz bands or auditioning for combos like that stuff was just so buried in the like in my like counselor was very adamantly like against like oh you can't do that like there's just no time like blah 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 blah. I was like okay um that's like that's like one thing I feel like we should tell all like incoming freshmen like 
take yeah. everything your counselor says with a grain of salt. Like if you think you can do it, if you want to do it, if you can figure out how to do it, just do it. <laughs> Their go-to response is always, you're going to be overwhelmed and you can't handle yeah. it. And I do was the easiest force load. Yeah. So then I'm, I was like, oh, well, you know, so I, I signed up for SDMB because that was the one I could like, you know, I had, I had like found their Instagram and like found, I think there was like an information session that was hosted by like Sean and Laura or something. Yeah. Um, and so I did that and then got out here, stuck with it. Um, and then at the end of the year, I knew I was going to try out for a leadership position of some kind. I didn't really know what. And I was talking to, um, I can't remember if Sean or Laura like kind of suggested it first. It might've been Sean. But I think it was at the Vegas trip. I was like, oh, yeah, like, and Sean was like, oh, what are you thinking you're, you'll go for? And I was like, oh, like, maybe, like, section leader, but, like, the section leader wasn't graduating. I was like, but I don't really know. Like, I don't want to, like, you know. And he's like, oh, you could always try for a drum major, too. And I was like, I didn't really do that in high school. Like, I don't really know where to start. And he's like, and so he was, like, a positive, you know, like, oh, I think, you you know, you definitely do would do a good job, like, blah, blah, blah. And then so I started asking Laura about it because I thought so highly of Laura and Laura was like, oh, I didn't do drum major in high school. So, like, that's, like, really not a big deal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I know what Laura did. And so then I was like, I was like, okay, well, like, Laura Jr., here I come. <laughs> and so, That's a Montica's role. Excuse you. Excuse you. Oh, you're you're, all, you're, yeah, you're Laura Jr. Jr. Because you're third. younger. Laura the third. But, um, so, like, Laura helped me a lot with my audition stuff. And then I just kind of, like, you know, I, I was... I just wanted to like do whatever I could to like kind of like gain experience and to like, you know, as someone who wants to teach, like I thought that was a valuable perspective to have. And I thought that like I could do a lot to kind of help the band out. So like to me, like the SDMB and KSI too both like hold a lot of like personal like value and meaning at this point. Cause like that was kind of like my home away from home when I moved out here. So it was like really important for me to kind of get the opportunity to like, you know, involve myself with that and do what I could to like, try and help it be as successful as it could possibly be. I'm sure Vontica told you the same thing that I don't think it was necessarily in her plan to be drum major. And then Laura kind of talked you into it. Cause I remember like you saying, like you were just content being section leader, rank leader. And then Laura's the one who talked you into it. Well, my biggest concern was that I wouldn't have time for it being a pre-health major and trying to do my research. And but then Laura was the model. And I saw yeah. Laura doing her thing up there. And I was like, you know, I want to be just like Laura when I grow up. And here we are now. Don't we all. Don't we all. Killing it at Georgetown in med school right now. Penn State. Penn, Penn no, State. no, you're both wrong. It's U Penn. Ah, oh, U Penn. I knew it was oh, U Penn. Wow, that's embarrassing. Who was at Georgetown that was in the band? I couldn't tell you. I don't. The know only the only two time. grad school people I know are her and Kyle Van Horn, who's at MIT. And oh, okay. Wait, no, I I just remember oh, she's in somewhere in the Midwest. Right? I I remembered who my two people at Georgetown are. Never mind. Not band people. Not band. But I knew two people. <laughs> yeah. We do have very successful band people, though. Yes. It's a good resume kids. builder. Because, mm-hmm. well, and, like, you're, like, I mean, you're so involved with everything. And then, like, I mean, band, like, nets you a ton of opportunities, like, outside of just SDMB. Like, um, you know, like, I mean, KSI is its own thing. But, like, you know, like, if it, if I didn't do marching band and didn't get to know Joel, like, I kind of lucked into playing alto and rep band second semester because Joel was like, oh, hey, we, like, need another alto player. Like, ours decided he's not going to do it this semester. Um, I think you should, like, reach out to the professor and, like, talk to them about it. And so I did. 
Um, but that was another thing, like, had I not gotten to know Joe, I mean, both the people I live with now, I know yeah. through marching bands, so. Yeah. Thank, you know, I was about to say, like, thank, like, same thing, except Avantika and I met completely externally. It was just yeah. co- completely coincident. I'm trying to think, but no, I have so many friends, like, from band for sure. Like, that's just, like, the group of people. And honestly, it's shocking the amount of people who do it just for one year for the friends. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, stop. But they, like, did it for the friends and, like, have that experience. So I'm surprised we don't, like, rope them in to stay longer a lot of the time. I'm but sure some... a lot of people we do. A lot of people I don't think no, would. a lot. But, like, I, I know a decent amount of, like, freshmen that are, like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to do it again. And then they end up sticking to it. Like, you think yeah. you're going to convince them. But then a lot of people end up not doing it, too. Mm-hmm. it's a lot but it's worth it We're yeah it. did Kasai did you just find out about when you got here or like did someone talk you into it like because I mean it seems like a totally you thing to do but like how did was it literally just like the letter and you went to an info session and you were like hooked um so well I don't I don't know like that one was weird because I, I had like kind of been interested in then Zach and Taylor which were two uh, seniors in the low reads last year um, I just thought the world of Taylor, like Taylor was just so nice and like super like put together and like knew what was up. And she and Zach, I knew were both in KSI. And I like kind of was like would joke with Zach about like, oh, like, you know, like, like, you know, like, oh, you're cult or whatever, like giving him a hard time. And then um, he was like, oh, well, if it's something you're like actually interested in, like, I think you'd be a good fit for it. Like we, Taylor and I would be happy to talk to you about it. So I talked to them a little bit. And I was kind of on the fence. I was like, oh, I just don't know that I have time and like blah, blah, blah. And so I got a, a letter for interviews. And I remember being like, oh, you know, I, I just don't know that I really have time for this. Like, I don't think I'm going to interview. And I, I think it was Zach was like, well, you should just come interview because, you know, if you if you interview and you decide you don't have time, you have all three like checkpoints to decide whether or not you want to continue. Um, he's like, but if you don't come interview, like that's, you, you've shut that door. So I was like, yeah, you're probably right. So I went and interviewed. And then at the interview, like all the questions and stuff they were asking me were like, you know, things I like really cared about and was like really passionate about and was super involved with in high school with like, you know, service leadership. I was like super involved with NHS in high school, um, key clubs, student government, all that stuff. So it was like, when that came up, I was and I, you know, and so then I did that and, um, I was still kind of on the fence all the way up until I like found out my family. And then like, I remember like, you know, like Alex and who Laura, wouldn't want Alex to Francis. As he was just such a family. like, and it was such a like weird fit at first. I thought too, cause like Alex and I are like pretty different, but yeah. like, is, you know, Alex just did a lot to like drag me out of my comfort zone and to like push me to do things I probably wouldn't have done. Um, and he had a big role in like my like considering drum major too, because, and actually when I found out when leadership results came out, he was like one of the first people to text me, but like right when, um, I was like initiated into our family or whatever, he was like, Oh, like our like whole shtick is like leadership and all that stuff. Um, and he was talking about, you know, like, like what he did and like what Laura does and like Avantika and like, you know, like past members of our like family and I was like, oh, like I have some like massive <laughs> shoes to fill. And I was like, just remember being like wildly intimidated by that. Cause I was like, I was like, dang, like I'm just some like tiny little freshman from like middle of nowhere. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And then. Um, oh, come on. You didn't believe that. No, I, well, I was like, I Mr. Was a little, National Merit Scholar. I, I just like, I don't know. Like, it was just like intimidating. Cause it's one yeah. thing like, coming from like, you know, like, yeah, I was involved in like 
did well in like my school of like a thousand and like in my band of like a hundred, but that was like wildly different compared to like here. Yeah. Um, and then right when I like found out about drum major stuff, Alex was like the first or second person to text me. He was like, look at you fill in shoes. And I didn't even know what he was talking about. Cause I hadn't seen the PDF yet. Cause <laughs> yeah. I, I think I was at work oh. or something. So he told you before you even knew? I had like four people know before I knew because okay. I didn't know that leadership results were out because I was doing something. Or like I was maybe... at work, but my phone was right beside me. I wanted to see that. I was anxious, but like I was like, I was just, I, I don't remember what I was doing. I was busy. Yeah. Bryn is in your family too, isn't she? Yes. And okay, Anna. And Anna? The dream team. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that. there's three, three littles in the family yeah. last so year. that means i'm the matriarch of the family right now and she's grandma. the boomer <laughs> aren't you in a different family no she's you guys are all in the same family yeah i thought it, i thought so, you were in because i knew that avantka's anna's big but i thought you were in a different family avantka well laura's Jackson. my big yeah laura's, so laura me alex we're all the same family yeah because um, laura laura had two littles it was alex and avantka alex first obviously yeah and then and my initiation class, uh, Laura, Alex, and Avantika, all three had bigs. I had Alex, Avantika had Anna, and Brynn had Laura. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I always, like, I do, I'm, like, secure in my decision not to do, but I do have, like, the what if. It's not I think I'm, I'm, well, no, okay, see, Avantika, you could have tried to recruit me so much harder if you really wanted to. I mean, but I knew you weren't interested. Like, I could have recruited you for leadership, too. You would have been a great SEMB leader, but you... you I mean, I kind of am this year, just unofficially. Like, I've filled in the rank leader position, so... It's... You had your option. It worked out. It worked out. I get to, like, kind of be a leader without the extra time commitment, so... Mm Mm-hmm. It worked out. Anyway, yes, we should move swiftly on to Song of the Week. Do you have a Song of the Week in mind? What have you been listening to on repeat lately? So, I'm going to pull this up. So, Tyler Childers is, and this is like my, like, I, I am not a country music fan by any means. It's what I you give country music. I don't, I don't like say. country music. Well, because you can't tolerate the other stuff I listen to. Uh-huh. I don't like country music. There are a handful of country artists though, that I really like, and Tyler Childers is one of them. And he just released a new album that's pretty, pretty baller. Um, so, which one? Which song? I don't know. Maybe, maybe like. Angel Band is pretty good. Old Country Church is pretty good. Uh, probably one of those. I So I, I had this conversation with Avantika before the podcast started. You know that, um, like, the TikTok tra- trend where it's, like, your, like, uh, your name but in, like, songs? And I yeah. tried to do that, but it was so hard because, like, most of my, like, favorite songs that I can immediately think of, like, don't have, like, a letter of my name anywhere. That, uh, like, I'll start with that. But, Yeah. I don't know. I would say that song of the week for this week is probably, probably like Old Country Church or Angel Band by Tyler Childers. Okay. Let's see if we can get through the other two of us before it comes out. As long as we're on the topic of of country, so I'm going to choose a country song too. Oh boy. I don't know what it's called because it's on the radio, but I think it's called Out of the Blue. I'll put it on the Spotify list. Freaking Lucas. And then I have not listened to music, I tell you, in literally two weeks. I've only been listening to podcasts. Uh, Literally, I, like, turn on the radio for, like, the five minutes between when my episode ends and I get to my house. Like, I'm telling you, there's been zero new music. 
Are you still listening to the same episode then? Or the same podcast? Yeah, still the Emma Chamberlain podcast. That's like the actually that and then there's this other one they listen to called Rain, which is like interviews with actors and actresses usually. And I've been listening to that one. And that one's also pretty good. Yeah. So with that, thank you, Jackson, for being on. Thank you. Um, yes. I think that was a nice episode. And until next time. Yeah. Hopefully you didn't feel too grilled. I was asking. Such a <laughs> no. It was just a full-on interview. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for being on. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank for, you for our listeners me. for tuning in. Yes. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Staccato. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us some stars and a review telling us what you think.